Hello again, and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. Today is another special day for us because we have a guest. Well, I shouldn't say we have a guest because we are in the guest's backyard. You might hear that our um, the sound doesn't sound like a studio. That's because we are sitting in a wide open space. It's actually a gym, and our guest is Peter Duplessis, who is the owner of the gym. And uh, we're going to talk about talk to him about this. But first of all, Peter, welcome to the program. Thanks, Landy. Thanks for having me. Now, as I just said, we're sitting here in the gym, and uh, we're going to talk about that, of course, in a moment. But like I do with most of the foreign guests we have on the program, we'd like to ask them, why did you come to Taiwan, and when was that? Oh, all right. Uh, I can remember the the date very well, since it's. Uh, a date with quite a bit of superstition around it. I arrived in Taiwan on Friday the 13th Ouch. <laughs> of uh, the year 2003. All right, so it's been nearly 20 years. Uh, actually, in two days' time, it'll be 19 years, and then one more year until we make the big 20. Uh, the reason why I came to Taiwan, uh, a little bit maybe more complex. Let's just say this. Uh, a friend of mine contacted me while he was abroad in the States telling me that he wants to visit the East and was wondering what I was doing at that stage of my life. And uh, at that stage of my life, I wasn't quite happy with where I was uh, work-wise. So I thought coming to Taiwan as a base to travel and explore the East, something that I always wanted to do, sounded like a great idea for a year. Uh, and uh, yes, I came for a year, and the rest is history. <laughs> now it's almost 20. Well, almost 19, right? Okay, great. So so you also, most I'm just guessing here, you probably came here and started working as an English teacher. That is correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been working at the same English school that I originally started at uh, in various capacities as a teacher, as a trainer of teachers, and as the manager um, of that specific school. Right. Um, really good relationship with the owner. Uh, I affectionately call her my Taiwanese mom. <laughs> All right. So even though now you have this gym, you still teach? Yes, I do. Uh, unfortunately, bills have to be paid, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm very lucky in the ex extent that uh, I can follow another passion of mine. Uh, one of the reasons why I came here was I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. Although I was good at it, um, I was not passionate about it. I uh, came here, discovered that I had a passion for teaching and working with children, which shouldn't have been a big surprise to me since both my parents were in the education uh, industry anyway, my dad being a, oh, having been a principal and my mom being a teacher as well. So discovered that I loved working with the kids. So that was a passion that was fulfilled. Um, and then the other one that I've always had was, yeah, I liked doing exercise, so I'm passionate about what I do. So I guess yeah. I'm lucky. Right, so that brings us now nicely to the next question, which is now a teacher teaching children, but now you are in the gym industry. So just before you answer that, let me ask you this first. Do you, you like to work out anyway, right, in the gym? Um, I would classify myself as 
what they would call a gym rat or a sports fanatic, a sports junkie. Um, ever since from a very, very young age, if it was a game, I'll play. Then at a little later stage, I discovered the gym, which was a place where I could go and release everything that was wrong. So to answer your question, yes, I work out rather regularly, probably on an average about four to six times a week, depending on uh, how the week goes. Wow. But now you are actually not just working out in the gym, you run and own a gym. How did that come about? Uh, that is correct. Um, that was a fortunate event of circumstance, I would say. Uh, one of my co-managers at the school where we work, a person called Theo Fanek, a really good friend of mine, always knew about my passion for fitness and my passion for sports and knew that one of the goals or dreams, let's call it that, that I had was to have my own gym. And uh, around about four years ago, he introduced me, no, it's longer than that because it took us two years to plan this whole thing. Around about six years ago, he introduced me to uh, a friend of his who has a similar mindset to mine. And we decided, well, why not open a CrossFit box? And uh, that's that's how that happened. I see. Now, you just mentioned CrossFit because maybe some of our listeners don't quite know the difference between, as we say, a gym and then CrossFit. You don't really use, you use the word gym. You say a box, right? So I'm sitting here. And I'm looking around the gym and I just want to mention something to our listeners. And that's you, you'll hear some background noises because we are in a big building and there are also other businesses around us and children playing and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm, I doubted that people will start listening to us in the middle of our broadcast. But in case you didn't hear it in the beginning, we are we are out in the open. So if you hear some noise, don't we are OK. We are safe. Don't be worried about us. So, <laughs> so, so what I wanted to say is here I'm sitting, I'm looking over my shoulder and I'm seeing your equipment. And it doesn't look like what most people think a gym should look like, right? It looks different. Yeah. And uh, now we we want you to explain to us why. Is there a difference? Yes, a difference between a normal gym and a CrossFit box. There's a distinct difference. Um, <clears throat> not just in what you see, but also in what we do. Let's just talk about what you what you see. First of all, when most people walk in here, the first thing they ask us is, where are all the machines? And uh, our most common answer is, you're the machine. So at heart, this might be a little technical, but I'll try to explain as simply as I can. At heart, we don't use constricting machines that you would find in a regular commercial gym. That means one that places your body in a specific position and you can only move that way. In CrossFit, we focus on what we call functional movements which are movements that your body is naturally designed to do. Movements that translates or transfers into everyday and ordinary life better. So the only machine that you will see here are the ones which we do what we call metabolic conditioning on. Uh, most people will know that as cardio. So we have machines for rowing, biking, and skiing. All the other stuff, there are no machines. The rest, your body is the machine. I see. Well explained. Even I understand it now. Now, <laughs> now the name of your gym, of your box, is a, a Hong Tai. What does that mean? Um, 
when we started uh, this project, one of the things that we wanted to do was also stay true to Taiwanese culture, uh, something that's important to us here. And uh, Hong Tai is the Taiwanese word for typhoon. Typhoon. Yes. So you can see it in our brand and on our logo. It is a typhoon or uh, Hong Tai, yes. as we call it. Oh, I see. I didn't know that either. <laughs> now, uh, who are the members here? Are the members mostly foreigners or are they local Taiwanese people? We are blessed with a multicultural and very diverse group uh, of members, or as we call it, community. If I need to break it down to you, I would probably say we are two-thirds Taiwanese and one-third foreigner. That also translates into our actual employees or coaches. Um, we prop Well, I'm South African. Um, Chris is German. Jackie is Taiwanese. Casey is American. So you can, you, you can see where I'm heading with that. We're, uh, we're a diverse bunch. And that reflects in our membership as well. I see. And, and besides your CrossFit, is there anything special about your gym? Like, do you like have community events and such? Um, yes. In my opinion, what sets CrossFit apart from any normal gym or commercial gym is community. We've got these little catchphrases and slogans where we say CrossFit is functional movement. Uh, CrossFit is for everyone. And the last one, which is probably what sets us apart, is CrossFit is community. Here, it's all about that. It's what makes it special. You walk into a CrossFit box, everybody knows your name. Everybody knows everybody. There is always activities going on that we as a box arrange and organize. For example, I think it was about a month ago, we signed up the box to go and do a team triathlon where we had six teams and uh, somebody ran, somebody swam, and uh, somebody rode a bike. Events like that, that's to go and take our fitness outside, or as we call, outside of the box. But we don't only have that, we also have social occasions like our Christmas party, or if you know me well, New Year's beers with Peter. Um, stuff like that. So there is a big difference between a CrossFit box and a commercial gym. And one of the biggest ones is not just what we do, but who we are as a community. Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit or much closer to each other, right? Yeah. All right, now you are managing, as you, as you mentioned, you are not all alone in this. You have, you have partners and so on, right? But uh, is, have you ever had to compromise uh, on anything or any decisions here in your, in your uh, business? Um, all right. The first thing that you mentioned is, is true. And for that, I'm very grateful. I have a great team who support and uh, stand when it's needed for each other. We're blessed with that. It's a team effort all through and through. I recently went through a little bit of a hard time with uh, the death of my father and I knew that even though I had to go home they were there they had my back and the box kept going so just to put that in perspective yes they are always there and we are there for each other which is another thing with CrossFit uh, we'll get you through it together you're not alone in it do I or have I ever had to compromise 
So Lee, I'm going to answer your question very widely here. Life is compromise. So it's a simple yes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, how about this? Here you are a foreigner. Yeah, although most of people we know have been here so long that we have permanent residency and such. But we're still foreigners. We don't have citizenship. Is it difficult as a foreigner to, for example, open a gym or a business in Taiwan? Hell yes. <laughs> Again, this is why we are blessed with our team and that I had the honor and pleasure of making a new friend for life called Jackie, who is our head coach and uh, one of our partners. He is our local representative. Had it not been for him being involved, I think this would have nearly been impossible. So, in short, yes, there's a lot of red tape. Yes, but basically you need a Taiwanese person to get through it, or do you think it would have been possible if you were just, just foreigners? It can be done, but it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Now, over the last few years, I mean, the, the topic has been, has been mentioned uh, in basically every person that we've spoken to, we've asked this question. Has the COVID affected your business here? And is it still affecting your business? No, not at all. <laughs> COVID didn't bother us at all. <laughs> oh. um, the answer is a very simple yes. Um, I think of all the industries involved, the service industry was probably always going to be the one that was hit the hardest. And we are no exception. Um, so yes, it did impact our business and it impacted it in a very real way. However, remember I told you that CrossFit is community? Yes. That's what got us through. Our members got us through. Uh, we managed to set up online classes. They signed up for it. Uh, 50% of our members remained active, despite the fact that they had the option of suspending their membership due to COVID. And they did our online classes. We saw each other in uh, what was it, Zoom calls, and we hang out. And you know, I think that was also good for our spirits during that time where you felt like you were literally living in an isolated little prison and the only person you saw was yourself in the mirror. And, uh, you know, that's good at times, but uh, <laughs> it, it gets stale after a while. Yeah, but your actual box was closed. We were closed. Yeah, yeah we were closed. Uh, business was closed. Nobody was allowed in or out. Um, and only recently, under very strict uh, regulations and guidelines, were we allowed to open. But we followed the CDC's recommendations to the, to the letter, so have our members, and uh, we've been managing to be open since those restrictions were implemented, but businesses were allowed to open. Did it affect us? Did it hurt us? Yes, most definitely. But thanks to our community, we are one of the few boxes that managed to remain open and did not have to uh, close down forever. So you're, of course, you're not the only CrossFit box in Taiwan. Would you say the other locations around Taiwan, are they your opposition or not really? No. Um, one of our mission statements or mantras when we started the box is what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring the, commun the CrossFit community closer on the island. There was a very clicky feeling around here. We wanted to get rid of that and uh, we worked really hard to do it and we've managed to do that through various different events as well as um, our efforts in social media so when you say are they our competition no not at all 
our first and most important goal is to spread CrossFit methodology on the island. So whether I do that or another box does that, it doesn't matter to me. I just want more people to know about what it is that we do. And what we do is for you to invest in your health long term. And the more boxes that gets that message out there, the better for us. So I don't see them as competition. I see them as an alliance, in fact. Yeah, I can see you are very passionate about this. Now, I don't want to, um, to open up some old wounds or talk about something <laughs> uh, uh, that's not a very uh, nice, but this is not actually your first business that you've opened in Taiwan. Well, not many foreigners can say they've opened more, one, more than one business in Taiwan, but you have actually had another business. Yes, I have. And what was that? <laughs> uh, that was a Subway franchise sandwich shop. Um, it was one of those things that uh, we wanted to try to see whether we can generate some surplus income on the side. Again, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're going to fail at it. It's a classic example of that. Oh. Um, not only that, many other factors. But to answer your question, no, not my first business. However... To quote, I think, Michael Jordan, uh, every failure sets you up for the next success. So that's how we approached it. And I think already, you, already this uh, this CrossFit gym is already doing much better than the Subway <laughs> restaurant by, ever did, right? By a, by a long way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Not just financially, but yeah. in so many other aspects. Yes. So it seems like if you open a business, not, not just one, but already two in your life here, it seems that... Uh, it's almost like setting down roots here. Are you here for the long term? Well, I've now nearly been here for half my life. So that should tell you something, right? Um, South Africa will always be home where the heart is. But where my life is built is here. I cannot build the same life back home that I can here. I've also already invested too much um, in Taiwan for me to go back. So I always jokingly say, South Africa is a nice place to go for a holiday. You want to go? Come with me. Yeah. Now, what is it that, except now your business that you like and you like your teaching, is there anything else that you like about Taiwan that keeps you here? Well, it's one of the things that kept me here. Um, like I said to you, I only originally came for a year. But the, the quality of life in Taiwan is really good compared to just about anywhere else that I've been in the world. Um, I don't think the people here quite realize that. Uh, they, need to, uh, <laughs> they need to go somewhere else to appreciate what they have. But that's not for me to, uh, to say. Uh, the other thing that, that kept me here is just the level of convenience. Everything is so easy here. Uh, I want to pay my bills. I go to a 7-Eleven and I pay all of them right there. Yeah. Back home, that's not the case. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to leave it right there. So as far as quality of life goes, that's yeah. what kept me here. Mm. Um, it's a safe, convenient environment. Mm. And uh, the people here are really... They're lucky to have it, but they can also be very proud that they've built it. Mm. And there must be some things that you, even after so many years, 
you're still not exactly used to. It's still a little <laughs> bit strange, right? Uh, you want me to, to list them or what do you want? No, just mention one or two for us. <laughs> um, okay, I guess this, is, this comes down to spatial awareness. Because Taiwan is an island and uh, there's so many people here, people are not as spatially aware of what is going on around them. Um, so that was a little difficult for me to understand because where we're from, people give you your space. In Taiwan, it's a lot more crowded. Um, and then as a, as a pet peeve, uh, just from me to any Taiwanese listener who is out there, <laughs> please don't stand in the door of the escalator or elevator. All right. Once you're done using it, just move along. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. See that that one that one is important to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I also found that the, the spatial awareness is a, is a big thing. That um, if you live on such a small island, you have to be considerate of other people. Correct. Right? When in Rome, yeah. do what the Romans do, right? Yes. So we have to adapt and, and accept that. But it's 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 a cultural difference. Yeah. Um, where we're from, we're used to having all this room around us, but not here so it's not strange if somebody's standing that close to you you know so. yeah i also thought about this and actually in the end of course like you mentioned i also have many things that i'm not used to but compared to the good things they they kind of uh, oh no the, the the pros far outweigh the cons yeah. the cons yeah. are like pet peeves yeah. if i can call them that little things the that, pros are yeah. the big stuff that matter you know yeah. what what did they say it's the it's the thin wood that lights the fire, but it's the big sticks that keeps it burning, right? Exactly, so. exactly. How about the future? Are you are you happy where you are now? Do you have any future projects on uh, on the horizon? Um. All right. Let's let's look at it. There's different aspects when you ask me about the future. I guess. Let's go business wise first. I'm I'm very very happy where I am. Uh, when I'm here, I'm at my happiest. Uh, Sorry, here means right here where we're sitting where, in the gym. Where we are right now. When I'm at Hong Tai, I'm at my happiest. Yeah. Um, it's it's the next stage of my life, the next passion that I've found. I would like to scale down the, the teaching time. Um, I won't completely stop because it is still something that, that provides me with a degree of satisfaction. Uh, but as I get older, I would like to bring that, that time down and be here more often because this is my happy place. It makes sense, yeah. So that's from a business point of view. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any any business uh, perspectives or opportunities in South Africa, but you know, I'd like to chase the weather one day in the sense when uh, it's autumn and spring, I'd like to be here. And when it's autumn and spring in South Africa, I'd like to be there. But those are like uh, big, those are dreams. Those right? are very, very long-term goals. Those are very long-term <laughs> dreams. Yes. Then, as far as the short term goes, Sylvia, uh, I like to go golfing. Yes. So uh, on the horizon, there's a, a golf trip being planned for uh, I think it's the month of November. Yep. You might be invited, as far as I know. <laughs> um, so I, I heard about that. That's yes. that's the short term plans, right? <laughs> yes, that's a good plan to have a yeah. golf trip. All right, now um, now some of our listeners today for the first time heard about uh, CrossFit and Hong Tai. What about if they if they're interested and they want to contact you? How do they go about that? Oh, uh, that's very easy. We are on all major social uh, network platforms. So you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram, 
you'll find us there. Just type Hong Thai CrossFit. We'll pop right up. Um, if you don't use social media, if you're one of the fortunate few that don't have to do that, I wish I was one of you. Uh, but if you only use the browser, and this is probably where you'll get the most and the best information on us, is go to our website, uh, hongtaicrossfit.com. That's it. You'll get information about our free trials, our foundations program for those who've never tried CrossFit but want to get into it as well as our membership options and things like that. I'd also like to mention at this point that every month we have a community ward, which we invite people who are not part of our members or anybody that just wants to come and try it, come and join us on a Saturday. It's when the community comes together. It's usually a team or a partner workout, so you don't have to suffer by yourself. You will have an experienced person helping you out to get through it. If you can't move anymore, I'll make them move. All right. So our next one is on the 23rd of July. So if you're interested, just drop us an, an email on the on the website and we'll sign you right up. Great. I just want for our listeners, I just want to say Hong Tai is spelled H-O-N-G-T-A-I. If you put that into the internet, things will jump out at you. Correct. Hong Tai CrossFit. Wonderful. Well, Peter, it was really nice uh, talking to you and it was very educational. Thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you for having me again, Celia. Right, so that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And until we talk again, goodbye.